I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 84, The Lord Raised Up a Deliverer, studying Judges chapters 2 through 4, 6 through 8, and 13 through 16. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come follow me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter of God just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home too. I don't know what the weather is like where you guys are at. I'm in Pocatello, Idaho, and um, it is like 75, 77, I think is what my thing said outside, but it feels closer to like 85, but in my basement, it's a good, I would say 15, maybe even 20 degrees cooler so I'm down here in a sweater drinking hot cocoa being like, Ugh, it's so cold when it's like a million degrees outside. So I'm just sitting here drinking my hot cocoa. If you're on YouTube, you could see my cute little mama elf mug. My husband has one that's a papa elf. Um, my mom got them for us for Christmas like a gajillion years ago. Drinking my little perk energy because I'm beat. I'm supposed to have done school with Ginny, but I went to go check on her and she was taking a nap. So I was like, cool, we're going to go do this. So I am actually doing nap time devotionals during nap time. I have two of three kids napping. Julia's at school. Edmund is watching Robin Hood. And the other two kids, Jimmy and Baby Scott, are actually taking naps, which is exciting. But also, I realized that um, this means that I'm going to have to do school with Baby Scott awake, which is going to be a pain in the patookus, but that's okay. It's okay. We move on. Um, so I really only have one thing that I really want to talk about today. Um, and it's Deborah. Like, first of all, this chick is awesome. Fantastic. Super cool. Um, a little brutal, but overall super cool. <laughs> um, but I just want to talk about this one thing that she asks. This is in Judges 4, verse 14. And I'm not going to read the whole verse. I just want to read the one part that I really want to talk about. It is, here's the, here's what she says. She asks this question, is not the Lord God, or excuse me, is not the Lord God out before thee, right? And to translate, for those of you that are like, Donica, that is scripture speech. I don't know what that means. Uh, essentially, she's asking, has the Lord not prepared your path? Hasn't he already gone out in front of you, right? I like to think about it like this. We are trekking through the wilderness. I don't know if you've ever gone on a hike or gone in my backyard. <laughs> um, at the beginning of springtime, particularly when we haven't been mowing for a while, the weather's been nice enough that, and we've had a lot of rain that like the yard is just like poof, shot up. Right. And it's, it's a little bit of a jungle out there. Right. Um, walking in tall grass is really hard. Um, walking through bush is really hard, but if somebody goes in front of you and treks it down a little bit, we're not even talking about like actually mowing it down or cutting it down, but just somebody walking in front of you and kind of stepping on some of that and creating a little bit of a path for you, it makes it so much easier, right? And then also you're not trying to figure out where to go. You're just following this person. Um, and I like to think about it like that, where the Savior is, he's trekked the path for us, right? He did it. 
he did it. He's like, listen, I understand that it is hard being a human. It is hard living in the world that we live in um, and trying to follow, trying to find our way back to our Heavenly Father and trying to follow all the commandments that we've been given. I understand that that's so hard, but I did it and I'm going to show you how to do it too. Right? Um, <clears throat> and so we have this path that is set before us. And I think so many times we forget that he already walked the path. Maybe sometimes we look at the path and it seems really overgrown. And we are like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. It just seems so big. It seems so scary. And we forget that he's already walked it for us. He's already gone out before us. Um, and he's prepared a way. And we have to be willing to follow him and to trust him that his way is the best way. Um, which I think a lot is where humility comes in. And one thing that uh, this particular lesson kind of brought up in, um, excuse me, in the Come Follow Me is this concept of repentance, right? This idea, not the concept of repentance, but this, this idea that um, no matter what, Heavenly Father wants us to come home, right? He wants He wants us to come home. He cannot accept us no matter what, right? There, there have there are conditions, um, but He wants us all to be there, right? In the same way that I want my children to listen to me, I want my children to listen to the things I tell them because I'm. I'm I don't just like talking to hear my own voice. Like I have a purpose in speaking. Um, I mean, I have a great voice. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> like I have, a, I have a reason that I'm telling them whatever it is I'm telling them, whether it's to try and keep them safe, whether it's to give them instruction, um, to accomplish something, whether it's because I'm trying to surprise them and do something fun with them, but I need them to do X, Y, Z before we can get to the fun thing. Whatever it is, I have a purpose in talking to them. And I want them to listen to me so I can give them the fun thing. So I can do the fun thing with them, whatever it is, right? Um, but it doesn't mean that we always get to do the fun thing. Sometimes what happens is I want to surprise the kids. And I'm like, hey, we should do this thing. We should pick up all the Legos because I want to do a fun thing with them. But then everybody whines and everybody complains. And I don't want to pick up the Legos, but I'm still playing with that. And it's too hard and blah, 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 blah. And then finally I'm like, you know what? Never mind. We're not doing the fun thing. We're not going to pick up the Legos. We're not doing the fun thing. We're just, we're just going to be done. That's okay. And we don't do the fun thing. And it's a bummer for me because I really wanted to do the fun thing, but there are conditions to doing the fun thing. Does that make sense? Could I say fun thing any more times? Um, so I really love this concept. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? Um, it's really easy. And I think this is one of Satan's big tools is making us feel like we're alone. There is no one in the world, no one on planet earth who could possibly understand what we are going through. There is no one on the earth that understands the worry that we are experiencing, the heartache that we are experiencing, the confusion, the anxiety, the depression, all of it is so big and so heavy and there's no way anyone could possibly understand what we are going through. We are alone in this. And what a magnificently powerful lie that can be. 
And so in those moments, when we're feeling particularly alone and particularly abandoned and particularly, I don't know, heavy and dark, in those moments are the best time to ask ourselves, is not the Lord gone out before thee? Did he not prepare the way for you already? And I'm not saying this in to like minimize pain, to minimize heartache, to minimize the worry and the anxiety and the depression. And, um, but to say it in a way to encourage you to remember that you are not alone in this, despite what Satan tells you, despite what the world would have you believe. Um, we are unique human beings. We do not have unique human experiences. There are other people in this world that have experienced the same or similar things to what we are experiencing. And if you happen to be one of the very few, very rare people on this planet that are in fact experiencing a unique human circumstance, um, you're still not alone because you still have the savior and he is still gone before you and he is still prepared a way and he is still aware of the very darkest, deepest trenches of your heart that you don't show anyone, that you keep hidden. He is aware of you and he loves you so much and he wants you to feel of that unconditional love that he has. I was talking to Jake about this, about this concept of how we are loved unconditionally by our um, heavenly parents by our savior, but we are not, our behaviors are not accepted unconditionally. Our choices are not accepted unconditionally by our parents and our, our savior. And I think this doesn't sit well with a lot of people. They're like, no, if you love me unconditionally, you should love my choices unconditionally. And I don't have to. And it's hard for people to accept that I can disapprove of choices and still love you. Just like I don't dis, I don't approve, right? I don't approve of when my children hit each other. That's not okay. We don't hit in this house. It's not, not acceptable, but I still love them. I still 100% unconditionally love them. And we don't hit in this house. You could do both. Um, and I still love them when they hit right? It doesn't change how I feel about them. It does change what happens, right? Their choices affect what happens next. Um, so I just, I just kind of wanted to talk about that today. Is the, not the Lord gone out before thee? Um, and I will talk to you next week.